everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. From a bomb shelter to the halls of Congress, her New York Times best-selling books, Because They Hate and They Must Be Stopped, have swept this nation, our minds, and the airways with the unimaginable and horrific truth about Islamic terrorism, its global threat to all humanity, and anyone that will not bow to its ideology of death. The author... Journalist, a former world news anchor, and now terrorism expert and president of actforamerica.org is here to explain. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to Testimony in my two-part exclusive, An Honor Indeed, Bridget Gabriel. Bridget, welcome back to Testimony. Oh, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be back with you. Well, I love our last segment. I'm so honored that you could be with our audience today. Bridget, in our last segment, you shared the horrors of a childhood lost to Muslim terrorists when they bombed what you termed as, quote, the Garden of Eden, Lebanon was, the Paris of the Middle East, a land flowing with milk and honey, and everything a 10-year-old girl could want. You went from total bliss, wealth, and prestige to total devastation and living conditions that would horrify even the strongest Green Beret. In my view, you survived, but not without great cost to you, your family, and those you love. For this segment, Bridget, I would like for you to take our listeners on your own journey now to combat terrorism wherever it is found. Bridget Gabriel, please tell us more. Thank you. And as I mentioned before in our last interview, how uh, terrorism affected my life personally, Jensi, and it turned my life upside down. And when I came to America, I thought, oh, I left all the crazies behind. I left all the radicals behind. I'm in America right now, and I'm going to create a new life and live the American dream. I came here with my husband, and we had two children. And September 11th, 2001, changed all that for me. It made me realize that the people I left behind have followed me to the United States. And I remember sitting there laying on my couch for, for six days after September 11th, thinking, what can I do? How can I make a difference? And I'm a firm believer that, that every challenge we go through in life, all our trials and tribulations, are nothing more than a refining process so that we can be used as instruments in the hands of God and in the hands of history to rewrite history to shape history, uh, to impact the world for the better. Um, and I decided, how can I educate people? And I realized, coming from my background, somebody from the Middle East who is fluent in Arabic, it's my mother tongue, who comes from a media background, I realized I can be the lips and tongue of millions of Americans who are as frustrated and concerned as much as I am uh, about radical Islam, and I can speak in a way that most of them cannot speak because if they speak the way I do, they'll be called racists and bigots. Uh, who's going to argue with me? I come from the Middle East. I have brown skin. I'm Middle Eastern. My mother tongue is Arabic. If anybody's going to accuse me of being a racist, they better be able to argue with me in Arabic. Um, <laughs> and that's when I realized I can make a difference. So 
I started Act for America because I wanted to educate millions of uninformed Americans about the threat of radical Islam to world peace and national security. And people all the time ask me, Brigitte, where does this passion come from? I tell them, I know what happens when people turn a blind eye to evil, thinking it's not going to happen to me. It's all the way over there. Who cares what happens over there? You see, I was the little child, the little girl who was over there. And I was the little girl who dressed in her burial clothes at the age of 13, begging not to die because I was going to be slaughtered. I know what it's like to be ignored, neglected, where people, where good people turn a blind eye. And so I launched Act for America. I'm proud to tell you that today Act for America is the largest national security grassroots organization in the United States with 300,000 members, 1,000 chapters nationwide, and a full-time director of government relations on Capitol Hill. We have passed in the last five years 42 bills in 22 states relating to national security. I'm also proud to tell you that we have chapters in 11 countries around the world. So for those of you listening to us internationally and listening to those broadcasts and you are concerned about the rise of radical Islam and you are concerned about terrorism and wondering what you can do in your own country, in your own community to make a difference, go to our website, actforamerica.org, click on our chapters, you'll see our international chapters, and start a chapter in your community. If there's no chapter in your country, start one. We will help you. We will train you. We want you engaged no matter where you are. Wonderful, Bridget, and hearing you speak personally and going into depth of the real horrors and threat of global terrorism, I can attest to everything that you've just said. And did you think, as a 10-year-old girl, God would call you to do what you were doing today? No, because as a child, I, I never knew why I was going through what I was going. I remember being a teenager in the bomb shelter and praying to God, how could you do this to us? How could you allow this to happen to us? I remember even when I was in my 20s, my early 20s, I became so angry. It's like, God, how could you allow that, that my childhood would be destroyed like this, that my youth would be gone and wasted, especially when I came to America and I would see how my friends' kids would live and enjoy life. All of a sudden, I saw what I was robbed of because when I didn't know what I was missing, I didn't really realize what I was missing. But coming here and seeing how normal people live, all of a sudden I realized what I was missing. And that's when I would ask God, how could you? And what type of God are you that would allow something like this to happen? When I was in my 20s, I did not understand why and actually moved so far away from God. But after September 11th, all of a sudden, it was like the fog was lifted. And I understood beyond the shadow of a doubt exactly why God allowed for me to go through what I went through with my parents. Because we are prepared. Every single one of us is prepared to be used as an instrument in the hand of God. God doesn't change the world by, by a lightning strike in the middle of the sky. God uses His people to make a difference in this world for the better, to spread love, to be a testament about what forgiveness is all about. If there is one thing I am so proud of, Jensen, is to be mm -hmm. able to forgive and love my enemy in, an, in a tremendous way and be able... I, 
I went through what I went through, not only to be able to learn about forgiveness and moving forward, but to be able to take my passion and my love for my adopted country, the United States, and be able to light a fire under millions of Americans who feel the way I feel, who have the passion I have, the love of country that I have, and the concern that I have about the rise of evil around the world and why we all must come together and work together. So at the end of the day, those of you who are listening, no matter what you're going through in life today, you may be stuck in a horrible situation wondering to yourself, why am I going through this? Just know, after you're listening to me, that God has a purpose for you and God has a plan. You are going to fulfill your destiny just like I know without a shadow of a doubt that I am fulfilling my destiny and living my purpose. And now I understand why God allowed me to go through the years and the pain that I have gone through. Amen and amen, Bridget. I'm reminded of that scripture that says, we will go through trials and tribulations, but God delivers us out of it all. Bridget, has your Christian faith given you the boldness that you have, the fearlessness? Where does this come from? And why, in your view, do, quote, moderate Muslims fail to step up to the plate and speak their mind when they're given opportunity? Or is there such a thing as a, quote, moderate Muslim? Well, as Christians, we are raised to love. We are raised to forgive. We are raised to pray for our enemy. That's a part of our upbringing. That's a part of our Judeo-Christian principles and base and teachings. You know, Jesus says, whoever slaps you on one cheek, you turn the other. So as Christians, we are taught to stand up against evil. Jesus walked into the temple kicking the tables around, angry. People ask me all the time, well, we as Christians, we can't get angry. Of course you can get angry. Jesus got angry because how could you not get angry when you see evil? How could you not get angry when you see innocent men being burned in a cage like what ISIS did to the Jordanian pilot, chaining him to a cage, lighting him on fire and watching him die and recording it? I mean, such inhumane or selling children and using them as sex slaves. How could you stand idly by and not feel such passion to stand up and fight evil and work for the good in this world? for healing and for good at the same time. You know, just because we stand up against evil does not mean we hate. It means we love, and because of the depth of our love, because of the depth of our passion for for changing the world, for making people happy, for letting people understand what real joy, what real love, what real forgiveness is all about, that's our duty as Christians. As to the moderate Muslims and even radical Muslims, we can pray for all Muslims around the world. We can pray that they will find peace. Those who are angry, that they will be healed. Those who are filled with hate, that they can be healed. Those who are suffering, that they can be healed. So we can pray for our enemy, but at the same time, we need to fight our enemy. As for the moderate Muslims, the moderate Muslims are there, of course. In the world today, there are 1.2 billion Muslims in the world. Of course, not all of them are radicals. The majority of Muslims are peaceful, but the radicals are the minority. But the radicals are the most important group that we need to be discussing because the majority moderates are truly irrelevant to the conversation. When you look at the lessons of history, you look at Germany, for example. Most Germans were peaceful, yet Nazis drove the agenda, and as a result, the Nazis Nazis drove the world into war, 60 million people died, almost 14 million in concentration camps, 
six million were Jews. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. When you look at Russia, most Russians were peaceful. Yet the Russians were able to kill 20 million people. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. Chinese people were peaceful as well. Yet China was able to kill 70 million people communist China killed. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. In Japan, the same way, the radical Japanese were able to kill 12 million people in Southeast Asia. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. When you look at America, on September 11, 2001, we had 2.3 million Muslims living in the United States. It took only 19 radicals to destroy the World Trade Center, attack the Pentagon, and kill almost 3,000 Americans on that day. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. And the only people we need to be discussing are the devout, radical Muslims and what we need to do to defeat them. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to terrorism expert, author, and president of Act for America, Bridget Gabriel. You can learn more about Bridget's work and get involved by going to her website, actforamerica.org, and get her books, Because They Hate and They Must Be Stopped. Bridget, it has truly been an honor having you on the program to educate, warn, inspire, and put a fire under slumbering Americans who refuse or are ignorant of Islamic terrorism being played out before our very eyes. We thank you, are grateful, God bless, and protect you. Thank you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.